Hello and welcome to the first episode of Book Breakdown. Today we are going to be looking at a series and it is called the Shadow and Bone Trilogy. It's by an author called Lei or Lee Bardugo. So that's L-E-I-G-H-B-A-R-D-U-G-O in case you want to check out these books and grab a copy for yourself. I got them from Amazon and they're widely accessible. Um, just a couple of facts. There's three books in the series as I think I may have mentioned. Um, the first book, I'm just flicking through here, has roughly about 300 pages. The second book has roughly about 400 pages and the third book has about 350 pages. Some people don't care about that but some people, like me, like to know how thick the book is, how meaty it is, how much there is, how much content there is. Um, so there you have it in case you wanted to know. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have a little bit of a look at the story. We're going to start with a nice overview in the first half. This is for the people who maybe haven't read the book, want an overview, want an introduction, want to know a bit about it and if they should buy it. And then the second half is for the people who have already read it and the second half contains some spoilers. But do not worry, no fear, I'll let you know when we get to the part with the spoilers so that you don't accidentally hear something that you didn't want to hear, okay? So this book is a young adult fantasy series. Um, and it's about a girl. Well, first of all, I'll start with saying that it's set in the Grishaverse. So the Grishaverse is obviously the universe that this book is set in, but the author has lots of books that are set in this universe as well. So she's got a series called King of Scars. That series focuses on one of the characters from um, the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And, you know, they've done a little spin-off. You know how they do. Um, and then there's another book called, I think it's called Six of Crows, which is also set in the Grishaverse. So if you're like me and you love staying in the same universe, you love um, getting your teeth into a universe and, you know, sticking with characters in there, then you're going to love that. I mean, sometimes it just takes so long to build up a world that once you're in it, you're in it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to leave. You're like, I'm here. I'm here to stay. Give me more. Give me more. So that is one really good thing about this, that there's lots of material for you to get your teeth into if that's what you're after. So a little bit about the story, a little bit of an overview. Um, this is about a girl called Alina Starkov. Um, Alina is a soldier and she's a cartographer, which means she makes maps. And then all of a sudden she discovers she's a Grisha. What's a Grisha? Well, there's two kinds of people in this universe. There's, you know, regular people like you and I and then there are Grisha. Grisha have powers and Alina thought she was a regular person until one day she wasn't. So that's kind of where this story takes off. I mean it's a fairly predictable young adult plot you know somebody gets powers, somebody starts off normal they get powers and you know we kind of follow their journey in this universe and and, and you know see all the things that happen to them. Um, so this book does have a love story if that's something that you're interested in I know some people either love a love story or hate a love story I personally am not a massive fan of love stories but some people just like to know that that is in there again that's not a spoiler it's it's pretty obvious from you know the start of the book that there is a love story in there somewhere whoever that may be um and so yeah that's that's kind of a little bit of an overview of it um in the books you get some really cool things like right at the start um 
uh, the author gives you a map, which I love. I love when they give you maps just because sometimes it's so complicated to know you know and they're like oh i came from this area and we traveled six days to this area and then we stopped off on the coast of this area and you're like what what, what, what? hold up so she gives you a nice map which kind of helps you see you know the layout the areas because there's lots of traveling back and forth you know across the whole of this world again the grishaverse or well from the books i've read so far and so i'm presuming all of the grishaverse all the characters it's got a very um it's like an old Russian kind of feel. So a lot of the words are in Russian. Um, and you can tell that that's kind of where she's taken her inspiration from, which is nice because, you know, you get a really nice cultural feel. Sometimes it's hard to imagine the world or it's hard to imagine the people within it. Um, but because of the language she uses and then the Russian she uses, you know, you can kind of get a really nice, clear picture. Um, the stars now i like to give books i like to rate books i should say out of 10 stars not five i just feel like five is too limiting i don't really get to you know there's too many books that i would give about three or four stars to the majority of books i read would get three or four stars and i don't think that's helpful for you so i would say out of 10 i'll probably give this a 6.5 I know that sounds low, it sounds maybe a bit harsh. There's probably some people who think 6.5. You know, this this is this is brilliant, but I think for me it didn't blow my mind, I'd say. It didn't do anything remarkable that I haven't seen in other young adult fantasy series. If you are a young adult fantasy connoisseur, then this will be right up your alley, but you also will have read a book like this lots of times before does that mean it's not worth reading no it doesn't i would still read it i would still recommend it and it's it's definitely worth it but again it's not going to blow your mind it's not going to be anything original that you haven't read before so you know go get into it there's you know lots of magic there's lots of monsters it's a very cool book a very cool series um but now let's get into some of the nitty gritty. This part, and I'm gonna say this again, this part is for people who have read the book. So if you don't want any spoilers um, and you're planning to read this, click off now, go read the book and then come back and tell us what you think. If you have read it, let's get into it. So let's discuss a couple of things I liked and let's talk about a couple of things I didn't like. Alright, so let's start with the nice things. It's always good to start with the nice things so it doesn't sound like I'm a complete bitch. The nice things. I like the world building. I think world building is so important. It's so important for me to feel the world that you're in. And I think she did a really good job of that, actually. It was nicely done. I felt like I understood the order of things, you know, the order of the Grisha, how things worked. You know, when she was in the little palace, for example, I loved that whole thing in the first book. And I think that's actually why I would say the first book was my favorite because there was so much time spent on world building. There was so much time spent on her taking her lessons and her in the little palace and the food and the clothes and you know I, I love seeing the clothes they would wear and how important the colours they would wear are. that stuff was so cool to me so I thought she did a really really good job of that I wanted to know what happened that's another great thing I mean I read all three of them anytime I get through all three of a book even if now I look back and I'm like oh it wasn't amazing the fact that I made it through all three of them that tells you something in itself that there is something 
you know really gripping about you know this story again very accessible that's another really good thing sometimes i hate when books are you know too overly complex for no reason they're difficult to read they're a hard slog to read sometimes you know um in fantasy they have a tendency to spend too much time on things we don't care about you know describing the color of the grass or what the moon looked like and yes sometimes that's great for you know in a poetic way to you know bring us into the world and blah 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 we get it but we don't want too much of that let's just you know let's just focus on the story as well so it's great you know if you were like going on holiday and you wanted a good book to read by the pool this could be one this this could be one because it's not too difficult it's not too challenging of a read and there's lots of magic i love that that's another great thing about this there's magic there's monsters there's lots of actual fantasy stuff going on in this book now let's focus on some things that I didn't like. The first thing I didn't like was I thought some of the characters, mostly Mal, <laughs> I'm so sorry Mal, but he was so two-dimensional. I mean, who is Mal, really? Who, who even is he? Name me five things, five characteristics that he has, apart from the fact that he's a tracker and he loves Alina and he's nice. What else do we really know about him? That, you know, he was such a bland person. He could have been anybody and I didn't really like that you know I like a bit more depth you know a bit more you know let him be a bit more multifaceted and he just wasn't I also felt like it was a little bit two-dimensional in the sense that I hated the whole the darkling wears black and he has shadows and the sun summoner you know she she summons light and you know that's white and it's just very like light versus dark and good versus evil and it's just too obvious it's too obvious you know it you couldn't have made it any more obvious in my face that he's the bad guy because he's he summons shadows and she's the good person because she summons light it's just it's just too obvious and I would have loved if it was just a bit more complex and not so in my face another thing and oh boy, this is a big one. This is a big one, so I hope you're ready for it. I despise, and I mean I despise with my whole entire heart, when young adult characters <laughs> get nightmares. No, I mean it. No, I really... No. Uh, uh, uh. I really, really mean it. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious. Do, do not ever make your young adult characters have nightmares. It's giving, it's giving very much Bella and Edward, and I really don't like that. You know, if your character is traumatized by something, show me in another way, in a creative way, in their character development, in the way they act. Maybe they're aggressive. Maybe they're grumpy. Maybe they don't. You know, they're not as funny or as lively as they used to be. But authors don't like to do that because it's too much work. It's too much effort to you know actually make the character act any different and it's something that you have to continue and weave delicately and subtly throughout the whole story you know what's much easier just put them to bed and give them a nightmare and then have their love interest come in and stroke their hair and put them back to sleep it's just so overdone and admittedly Alina's nightmares didn't play a massive part but you know there was some point I think maybe at the start of book two where she had nightmares and I was just like oh my god like it made me want to throw up like stop with the nightmares it's so stupid nightmares is not the only way people process trauma 
let's get a bit more creative with it let's get a bit more interesting with it and yeah sorry for me the nightmares were a big no-no and as soon as i saw that it instantly like rubbed me up the wrong way you know another thing and this one's controversial is the love story this this is completely a private opinion me personally don't just chuck a love story in there for the sake of it i felt like the love story wasn't even really that necessary in the story i get why it was there and yeah you know it was sweet it was cute she's happy she's in love it yeah it was okay and everything but i don't know maybe am i cold am i just a cold-hearted bitch because what is it about me why i just don't feel like love stories are necessary in every young adult book i guess that's the genre so maybe i shouldn't complain you know maybe i shouldn't be reading young adult fantasy if i don't want a love story in there um and maybe that's my bad and i can admit that but i'm just got to be honest about what i like and what i don't like the love story it didn't add anything to the story for me in fact it felt like a hindrance you know when i found out that mal was the amplifier which by the way felt really forced it was giving very much harry potter is the seventh horcrux i was like just cut him just do it like she was like no mal how can i and i was like do it do it just do it just cut him just just quit like like ripping off a band-aid like that's how i felt i i didn't care i didn't care if mal died was not of an interest to me in any way shape or form the last thing i'll say that i didn't really like was that it just was a little bit predictable not exactly what happens is predictable it's not like i could predict every twist and turn it wasn't so much that it's not like oh i know what's gonna happen next oh i know it wasn't as obvious as that but what i mean by predictable is that this book didn't blow me away there was nothing that i read that i was like wow that's something that i haven't really seen before that's something that's that's pretty rare you know i mean the only thing that i can say that was a little bit different is i I did kind of like how alina as a character kind of grew into her power and her strength and she started to accept herself as a sun summoner you know you could see moments where she was talking to the apparat is it that the priest and you know she was like no i am the apparat i not i'm the apparat i'm the sun summoner you know i like you will listen to me i you do what you know she kind of grew into her power and grew into her strength um which was nice um because there's nothing more i hate in in these kinds of books and this is this is slightly off topic but i'm gonna say it there's nothing i hate more than in these books when a character goes from rags to riches and all they do is complain about it and they're like oh my god yesterday i was on the streets i was popping it i was popping it wide open for a little bit of spare change i was eating rocks you know like i was burning myself with cigarettes just to feel something just to keep warm at night and now i'm in a palace and all i want is my old life back and it just winds me up because it's like you're lying you're lying like if you really went from rags to riches you would be just fine with it so you know those moments when it's her name genya or genya i'm you know what i'm so bad with names and books i never know how to pronounce them but there was a moment when she um was offering to fix the bags under her eyes and stuff like that and she was like no leave me alone like you're lying you're lying because there's no way that 
if somebody offered to fix the bags under my eyes and all my perfections, imperfections and all my wrinkles, I would be saying no. Okay? Maybe you would. Maybe you're all better people. But I'm telling you from someone who's basic that most people are basic just like me and most of us would not turn down free magic to fix all of our imperfections. Okay? So, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I digress. That is not the point of this. The point of this is to say, overall competent book 6.5 very competent there are things that could definitely be improved there are things that are not amazing about this series predictable i think the first book was great and as it divulged as as, as i started to see less of the introduction into the Grishaverse and it just became more about Alina and Mal and their love story and reliving their moments from when they were children that I don't really care about um it just became less and less interesting and can we just touch on something actually really quickly really 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 quick really fast um did, what, what what was that between Alina and the Darkling like I'm I'm pretty sure maybe my brain just fuzzed over it but I'm pretty sure there were a couple of moments where she was like nearly kissing him like girl like he's trying to kill you he's trying to kill your mans he's trying to kill all your friends and all your peoples and here you are like pressing up against him you know when she like did that thing and she like traveled to him through the bond I think it was then and they were to get like really close and it just felt like ew no thank you like is he not meant to be evil like it's 2022 even if this isn't written in 2022 i'm reading it with 2022 eyes in 2022 are we still gonna like be like kissing toxic fuckboys who are like trying to murder us and our friends like i don't i don't think she should be doing that and so when that happened it felt a little bit like it felt i'm trying to think of the word it just felt strange it felt out of play it felt forced it felt like she was trying really hard to portray just like how sexy the darkling is and i wasn't really here for that i just wasn't like you know i liked in the beginning when they had that when they were by the lake and they had that kiss and then we find out oh, actually he's the bad guy and bagra i think her name is bagra however you say that bagra bagra whatever when she tells alina actually he's up to like no good i was like oh, like that was a good moment i liked it and i didn't mind that first kiss because you know she would be taken in by this powerful man and how important he was but then later on once you know he's an evil villain and he's trying to kill you like why were they all like <laughs> pressy pressy closey close like back up you know very strange so there were, there were little things like that which felt like it really was catering to a specific audience of person who's like oh my god he's so evil but he's so sexy but i just i wasn't feeling i wasn't feeling the dark the darkling sexiness it just it went straight over my head so yeah look i mean that's my thoughts on this i would love to hear your thoughts let me know what you think did you like this am i on my own i'm very aware i could just be on my own i may be out here in the dark with these thoughts and these feelings um but let me know what you think i'm curious and remember stick around i'm coming out with one of these every single week put your suggestions down below in the comments or wherever you can and let me know what books you want me to review and we can discuss them together the good the bad the ugly 
thanks again for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye.